From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, January 9th. This new year comes with political changes for Grand County. One, there's a new sheriff. Steve White is entering retirement after 12 years in the top job and 30 with the department. He came up to KZMU to talk about his tenure, including the cases that shaped it. It was just in his last week of office that the double homicide case of Kylan Schulte and Crystal Turner was declared closed. He talks about this case and others and starts with some personal history. Stephen White. I was the sheriff of Grand County for the last 12 years, but I've been with the sheriff's office for the last 30. 30 years. 30 years. All right. Tell me what it was like when you first started, not just as sheriff, but, but as a deputy. It was a deputy. It was a, you know, it's a very exciting time when you first start. It's also new. You're, you're dealing with the public. You're very much with public trust and public perception, and you you want to get out and save the world, I guess. But it felt like when you first started, I actually, yeah. it was when I started in 92, actually it was a year or two before that, I actually started with search and rescue. I have been interested for, with public safety my entire life. Even as a little kid, I told my parents I was going to be an officer of some kind. Mm-hmm. I love the dynamics. You know, mm-hmm. you may be a search and rescue one day, mm-hmm. you may be on a homicide the next. Things are constantly changing of what you do and how you do it. When you first started 30 years ago, what was it like at the sheriff's department? I think there was... I was trying to remember. I think when I got hired, there was nine of us there. It was really laid back. Sheriff Nyland was awesome to work for. It was just great people you work with. What have the changes been like throughout your tenure at the Sheriff's Department? Um, Technology has changed immensely. Um, Personnel, we've grown the staff. The visitation here is totally off the roof, and what our staff handles now is totally, I'm blown away by what they do. It's just, it's a whole different world. Basically, we're a class five county that deals with class one issues. We deal, if you look at the calls per volume and stuff we deal with, it's the same as Salt Lake County. We stay busy. And, and like you said, but we, we still do everything. I mean, we man the courts, we run the jails, we have search and rescue, we mm-hmm. have normal patrol work, you have narcotic work, you just, it's, it's just grown. Now, 12 years ago, you decided to run for sheriff. Why did you want to take that position? I, I think when Sheriff Nyland retired, it was a position that I felt like I could maybe grow the department. I wanted to be part of Grand County. I, I've truly been honored and blessed to serve here. I'm born and raised here, and I just wanted to continue, and I felt like that's the role I needed to serve in. You you did it for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that's a lot of changes over that time period, too. It is. Tell us why you kept coming back to um, that role. I, I felt like I was still accomplishing things. I felt like mm-hmm. we were still progressing. I felt like we were still being effective in the community. And I just wanted to continue that role. There's some things I wanted to see finished. So with that, what are some of the accomplishments that you um, will look back on? Um, probably some of the some of the biggest. First and foremost was being elected sheriff. That's huge. Um, one of the biggest honors I think I've ever been is when people introduce me as their sheriff. That That is huge. Um, I was also honored enough to go to be selected to go to the FBI National Academy, mm-hmm. which is the top 1% of law enforcement where you go back and spend... 12 weeks back in Quantico, Virginia, at the FBI, which that was huge. A couple of the other things that I've been really passionate about that I felt like we've really come a long way with is, is I've also was able to serve as the chairman of the Search and Rescue Reimbursement Committee for the state. What does that entail? That entails basically the SAR, all the SAR teams in the state can uh, submit their reimbursement costs for training, their rescues, and equipment. And when I first started on that board, we had about two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollars that we put amongst the twenty-nine counties. Um, this last year, we've now got that up to six hundred and forty thousand. 
We've covered 100% of all the rescue costs that are submitted to the fund. We've covered 100% of the training costs. And we've covered almost 100% of the equipment requests. And for some of these teams, including us, you know, we're the busiest team in the state. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that, that we've been able to help those teams out across the state. We've built, you know, and the, some of the other things that have come mm-hmm. with that, we've built statewide standards for the entire state. So these teams can help each other. And if they call, if I call for help out of Carbon County, I know what kind of help I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these people are certified and trained to the same standards. So the elevation of the search and rescue, not just here, but throughout the state. Yes, correct. Okay. A couple other things is, is I'm very, the partnerships that we've built over the years, with the Colorado sheriffs, our border sheriffs, with Montrose County, Mesa County, we're working with them hand in hand on cases and those kind of things. And I'm I'm really happy with our local BLM office. You know, three years ago we established a uh, BLM deputy that works public lands. To me, that's huge. That's a big piece of what we do, and with the visitation and stuff that we're having, that's been a huge piece. Anything else on that list? You know, a couple other things is is when I first came into office, we were still looking for the guy that shot Brody. Yeah. Young. I was glad we were able to close that out. For for listeners who may not be familiar with that case, do you mind giving us an overview? You know, Brody Young was a park ranger that was down at Poison Spider and made a contact with an individual and then was shot multiple times. Um, that was when, I matter of fact, that was even, I was sheriff-elect at that point when that shooting happened. And then uh, we were able to close the case several years later when his remains were found down mm-hmm. by the river. Yeah. And, you know, that was a huge, obviously a huge case for the department. Right. And what did it entail to solve it? Um, it was some of the locals that actually went out and we'd put, I don't know how many thousands of hours hunting for this gentleman. And then some of the, lo- they'd actually found him tucked away mm-hmm. down in kind of a cave, so to speak. And so we were able to get that, get the confirmed it was him and then give Brody the closure. That he needed. Yes. And it gave our agency some closure as well. So that was a major case for you it was. as a new sheriff-elect. It was. Anything else on your list of big cases? We've actually had a lot of, there's a lot of cases that, you know, we worked for years. We worked the Scott Lee Kimball serial killer hmm. case. Um, we were able to find the remains of one of his victims, Leanne Emery. Um, one of my biggest regrets is we haven't found the other one that's supposedly here with Jennifer Markham. Hmm. Um, I would really have loved to have yeah give that but the case is still ongoing they're still working it um Mm -hmm. we made sure matter of fact we met with the fbi agent who's now retired and sat down with him for a while to make sure everything got transitioned over to our investigative team so that will continue to still be going hopefully someday we can bring some closure to that and again do you mind giving us an overview of that one scott lee kimball he befriended some of these people um i think i can't remember how many deaths that he's responsible for but there's two here that were that were suspected back to Utah. And like mm-hmm. I say, the one victim, Leanne Emery, we found her out towards the Colorado line. And Jennifer, we they believe, is out in that area, but we've spent thousands of hours out there wow. with no luck yet. But just, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there. They will. That's, I'm confident someday we'll find her. Um, pretty much, I think, every homicide you're ever involved with, you never forget. Mm-hmm. I worked a lot of child abuse cases and those kind of things. There's a lot of those that still come back to you every day. Yeah other cases that have you know kind of peppered your career you know the double homicide with kylie and them that was that was a huge way to kind of retire out that we were able to give some closure to the families and put some closure to that case that was a very big case and very complex i don't know if you've seen the presentation the other day that we had 20 plus agencies involved with that case the fbi was huge the unified sheriff rivera i mean that that's that's one other thing is is that the sheriffs in utah 
people need to know they're very, very tight. I could make a phone call to any of the other 28, and I would have whatever I would need here and vice versa. So I'm very proud to be part of that group because, like I say, Sheriff Rivera and her team came down, Mm -hmm. stepped right in, and it was awesome. This was the last big case during your tenure as sheriff, right? right. This is August of 2021. One. The double homicide happened. Um, what was it like for the department at the time? Um, it was almost overwhelming. Everybody was going crazy. You know, we'd had the, some of the fires that had been going as well. That's right. And then when we'd found that, we just dug in. We initially brought the FBI in, and they started helping us, and then we've, it just grew from there. And then several months later, we brought Sheriff Rivera's, the Violent Crimes Unit, in. Okay. And we just went from there. The guys never let up. They got mm-hmm. tired. You know, everybody got tired. Everybody mm-hmm. was getting wore out, but they, they never gave up. They mm-hmm. never gave up hope and just mm-hmm. kept digging until they got the answers. In context of the community, this was, you know, something that, you know, people knew these girls. Right. You know, so I think, um, were you driven by some of that, too? I, you are driven by that, but I think you, you want to bring closure to these cases, no matter where these people are from or who they are. But it did. It made it a little closer knowing that the girls were local. Like I said, they're everybody's super glad it's there's some closure to it. And, yeah. Also, looking back on your career, there, of course, you know, this job comes with its own challenges, which are probably many, right? Too many <laughs> yeah. to count. But what are what have the challenges been throughout your, your time as sheriff and any that still sort of remain for the department? Well, you think about it just this over, especially over this last four years, you think about the floods, the fires, the mm-hmm. homicide. I mean, it's it's a constant pressure. Um, you're worried about your staff being safe. You're worried about training. You're worried to make sure the public's treated fairly so it's 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 kind of hard to narrow one down um i think once again i think it's the amount of people that we have here it brings its own set of challenges that i mean i've talked to other sheriffs around the state that they're like we don't we don't deal with what you have to deal with there mm-hmm. how do you do it you know it, i have a great had a great staff i had a great command staff i had great i had great deputies they they just it's the public should be pretty fortunate well, let's talk about, you know, what are you um, happy to leave behind as you reti- enter retirement? I think I'm happy to leave behind that the agency's healthy. They're still growing. Mm-hmm. I think we've hopefully left the staff. It's bigger than it's been. Um, hopefully we're getting we're getting good deputies. We're getting their pay up. Hopefully we're leaving with knowing that the, there's public trust there with the agency. I've tried very hard with that. And anything that you're going to miss? I, I am going to be missed being called to somebody sheriff. That, that's going to be huge. That, like, that was big with me. That's emotional with me. I'm going to miss my staff. I'm going to, I'm going to, miss, being in with, I'm going to miss being with the public. It's a true yeah. honor when you're elected to represent your community. I just, yeah, I'm humbled by that still to this day. You said that you feel like you're leaving the sheriff's department in a good place. Yes. What makes you feel that way? I, I feel that way because I think the staffing, we're, we're more staffing now than we've ever been. Salaries are getting better than they've ever been. The technology, I feel like we're... You're always a little bit behind with technology, but I think that we're getting it to where it needs to be, and the office seems to be growing well. It seems to be doing well. Can you imagine what this office might look like in the next 30 years? <laughs> it's If things keep going, the sky's the limit. Oh, man. Holy cow. <laughs> One of the things, you look what COVID did. I mean, COVID opened the West. Before, very seldom would you see people out towards the state line or Dewey. Or, and they're everywhere now. You pop over a corner and there's places you used to never see anybody. Now you see everybody. So, yeah, that's gonna. I think it'll continue to grow. 
And you're entering retirement. Do you have plans for the near or the long term? Near term, I've got a couple of part-time things I'm going to do. Um, main thing is, is I'm going to recharge the batteries a little bit and take the wife on a vacation. And then we'll see where it goes. I'm just excited for the future. There's a couple of thank yous I'd like to give. First of all, I'd like to thank the community for 30 years. It's It's been awesome. Um, it's been a true pleasure to do that. Um, I'd like to thank my staff. You know, I've had I've had the greatest. I really have. My Chief Shannon, Daryl, my Chief Deputy, my Joe Commander. I, you know, I couldn't do it without them. I couldn't do it without my entire staff. I want to thank my family. My kids have suffered. You know, they've had to give up birthdays. They've had to give up the events for me to be able to do what I've done. And they've done it gladly. And And most of all, I can't begin to thank my wife enough. I've been married to that beautiful lady for 32 years. She's the one that's made sure that I've been propped up and sent back out the door. And she's she keeps me going, and I just I cannot begin to thank her enough. That's now-retired Grand County Sheriff Steve White speaking about his experiences at the department. White served 12 years as sheriff and 30 overall in Grand County law enforcement. Tomorrow, we'll hear from new Sheriff Jameson Wiggins about his vision and plans for the future. The Moab City Council is in session on Tuesday. Maggie McGuire of the Moab Sun News gives us a preview of their agenda. This week's Moab City Council meeting includes public hearings on the sale of bonds to fund water and sewer projects, as well as funding to reconstruct Cane Creek Boulevard. Design for that reconstruction project will also be up for discussion and a potential vote, as will a contract for lobbying services for the city. Moab City Police Chief Jared Garcia will also be on hand to give a departmental update. This agenda preview is from our partners at the Moab Sun News. Moab City Council meetings are held on the second and fourth Tuesdays of every month at 6 p.m. and streamed live on Moab City's YouTube page. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, January 9th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.